Hi everybody, welcome to Trish Chat. My name is Steph and I am here with Jess. And today's episode is about coming out. Before we begin, we want to remind everybody that everything that you'll hear today is based on our personal experiences. And we do want to let you know that we are actually filming this from our closet. Not because it's supposed to be funny or sarcastic in any way, but because there is a lot of background noise in our living room area and our closet. We are privileged to have a closet that is big enough to fit both of us. And I particularly like this space to do reading, practicing for client presentations. Mm -hmm. It's just quiet. And we're in the closet. We're in the closet talking about coming out. So this is just the way it happened today. And we're going to roll with it. <laughs> we have shared our coming out stories uh, in a sense, but more so like the act of, of coming out to our parents. Um, but we haven't really shared our journey towards figuring out our sexuality. So we wanted to um, devote an episode, particularly uh, during Pride Month, and talking about coming out and allyship. Yes. Very so I guess the episode is coming out and allyship. <laughs> just yep. going to just going to just change my mind. We're going to do that. Okay, let's roll with it. So the first question is um tell me about your journey in realizing your sexuality. And I guess I can start. Yeah. So I didn't come out until I was 23 years old. Um so my journey was a bit longer. Um, I remember being a young girl, maybe my earliest memory of being like five years old or something. And I do remember kissing a girl under a table mm -hmm. and I felt good about it. Yeah, Like it felt good. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't think anything of that. And then I remember um, kissing other girls in like seventh grade and, and stuff like that. And that felt great. But I didn't really think much about that because I still had crushes on boys mm -hmm. um, growing up. And we live in a heteronormative society. And so being straight is kind of the standard and you never really deviate or kind of question that, mm -hmm. um, at least from my perspective. So my journey towards figuring out my sexuality, I think, is a bit weird because even though I had these experiences where I kissed these girls and were like, I was attracted to women or girls at that point, I, I didn't have, I didn't think anything of that because I still had crushes on boys. And I was like, oh, like I have crushes on boys. Like I'm a girl, I should be with a boy. Mm -hmm. And that's just what I thought. Like, it's crazy to think that at 10 years old, at 13 years old, at 14 years old, like being gay or lesbian didn't wasn't even something that was in my vocabulary or in my world. Mm -hmm. So I never even thought that that was a possibility for me. So when you kissed these girls, like, did it feel like you did something bad? No, it was just good. Just, like it was good. It was just great. Another day, and just you moved an, on. Just another day, and I and I moved on. Did you talk about it with anyone? No, no. It's just something that happened, and even when. I would see some girls and I would like have the same feeling like I had a crush on them. Mm -hmm. Right. But like it didn't f in my vocabulary that didn't fit. Right. Like you are a girl and you have a crush on a girl. So it's kind of like, oh, I felt weird towards that girl versus like mm -hmm. I have a crush on that girl in the same way that I would have a crush on on a boy. Mm -hmm. And even thinking back to like 
once I actually started dating guys in high school, mm-hmm. I would have these major crushes on guys. And then at the moment where like they reciprocated that, it was kind of like gone for me. I was like, all right, I don't really like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was sort of like the idea of maybe of like being with a guy that was nice. And then once that kind of became a reality for me, I was like, mm, I don't really want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still I still dated guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was in a relationship with a guy for five years mm-hmm. uh, in part of high school and throughout college. And even when I went to college, um, I was around more people who were queer, um, people who were out. And it still wasn't in my vocabulary where I thought that I could be gay. Like it wasn't even a, a thought to me, but I still was feeling like these crushes towards women mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. And I actually remember, um, I remember that my friends and I were playing this, like we were playing pranks on each other. And one of my friends took my phone in college and she texted my boyfriend at the time. And she was like, I have to tell you something. I'm a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Really, the, the irony does not Why? like. Why really. did she want to do I, that? I I don't know. You sure? Because that's my friends weird. would actually call me gay in college, but like I I I never even. Why did they call you gay? I don't know. Like I I I'm still trying to piece all those things together. Yeah. But I got so mad when she did that. I got so mad. I was like, it felt like she outed me, yeah. but. I never really sat down and thought about, like, why do I feel like I am outed if there's nothing to out, right? Like, mm-hmm. I just moved on. I just moved on yeah. with with my day. But, again, like, I felt, I, I constantly felt that something was missing for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I never pieced together that, you know, perhaps you should really think about these crushes that you have on women. Mm-hmm. And... And, like, try and understand where that's coming from. Or you should really get curious about why you're getting defensive that someone's calling you a lesbian. Yeah. Um, And really really get curious about why you feel that something... I just thought, like, listen, in relationships, things are missing, like, whatever. Um, So I just had a lot of, I guess, denial in my life. I'm going to call it that, denial, in terms of um, my sexuality. And it wasn't until you and I reconnected that we went to dinner one night and I, those feelings that I felt for women just, they came back up. But this time, like, I couldn't really ignore them. Like, I, I got curious about them and I, I found myself like wanting to hang out with you more and wanting to be around you more. And can I ask, sorry, yeah. just for our listeners here, yeah. do you think you got curious? I remember that night. Do you think you got curious because you knew I was gay and I was talking about my experience as a lesbian and I remember sharing my story with yeah. like my ex-girlfriend and I remember you being very like emotional about it because you could like see my pain but do you think you got curious because of because you knew I was gay versus if I was just a straight woman and you had a crush on me I think so because <clears throat> I think that I felt a very strong connection to you at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that I would have been more open to like getting curious about that crush had I not felt that there was potentially an open door there because of that 
strong connection and because of the fact that you knew that you were yeah that you were gay yeah no of course i'm not saying that you were attracted to me because i was gay yeah. i just meant like you say there was a connection there but I'm, I'm wondering if like you would have thought about it less if you didn't think i was gay i mean hard to say i'm gonna say at this point that you being gay definitely played a role in that but there were also a lot of other factors like i was older at this point mm-hmm. i was not in a relationship at this point mm-hmm. i there was there was a lot of factors right um but i do know that at the moment where we became intimate was when i realized that like yeah i i am gay like mm-hmm. i i don't i don't i'm glad that i got curious about this when i did and i i'm gay yeah. Um, and there was like no turning back for me at that point. I no longer felt like I was questioning who I was or denying who I was or suppressing who I was. It was like, okay, well, I'm gay and now I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Um, and I guess... For those who maybe haven't listened to other episodes where we've shared like the actual process of coming out, um, when I came out to uh, my mom, it did not go very well. Um, It did not go very well with my dad either. Um, At first it did, but then he kind of changed his mind, Mm -hmm. um, mainly because he said that I didn't exhibit traits of a gay person when I was younger. Super problematic. We'll address that later. Mm -hmm. Um, And I no longer have a relationship with my family as, as a result. So an abridged version of what I have shared in in, in other episodes. Yeah. Can you tell us more about your journey in terms of yeah. realizing your sexuality? I, I had crush on crushes on girls, but I didn't know what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought that I really liked hanging out with specific people because I always I also had crushes on boys, kind of similar to what you said. Mm-hmm. Um and it's, I laughed when you said that, you know, the minute that boys showed interest in you, it was kind of like, okay, I'm done. That was very similar for me, right? Like, I dated guys up until beginning of my college career, and <clears throat> it was very similar. It was like, okay, this is kind of nice for now, but I never was... It was never, like, super exciting for me. It was just like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Um, But anyway, yeah, so I I had those feelings at a very young age. I I can't put a number to it, an age to it, but I didn't get fully curious with uh, those feelings until college, uh, where... I started dating someone my freshman year, um, and that was confusing because um, we'll get to this in future episodes, but a lot of the women that I've dated are straight women or women who don't know who they are or they're in the closet and... They've made a decision not to come out. Right. And my first relationship was my first relationship with a woman it was the first relationship she was she had with a woman and so 
that's super confusing because how do you how do you navigate that? You don't know who to lean on with that. Two right? baby gays. Two baby gays. Gabies. Gabies. Um, and it was tough because we were in the closet about it, like nobody knew, and yeah, I felt so free with this person. Yeah, right behind closed doors, like I. I wasn't out in the street holding their hands, although that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do that. And so I had to live this, like, double life of being this um, cool, edgy person with my friends, you know, the girl from the city who yeah. was, to their eyes, straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had men in college who were interested in me, but I, I was not interested in them. And so I had to navigate how to play that because mm-hmm. I was in a relationship and nobody knew that and so it was more like oh I'm not really looking for anything or I couldn't just I could but I couldn't at the moment be like hey I'm not gay yeah I'm I'm not straight um and so that was an interesting relationship I am so grateful for that relationship um I learned so much but I it got to a point where I was like okay, this person does not want to come out to their family. I'm getting closer to, like, figuring out what this all is. Like, I, I know I'm gay, but mm-hmm. I want to go and explore and, like, figure out who I want to be with, who yeah. I am, and, like, yeah. what does this mean for me? And, like, get to the point where I want to come out myself. Yeah. Because I was getting closer to that. And then um, I started dating someone else who was, like, in a similar situation. I was the first woman she was with um and she had to come out to her family because they went through her phone records and figured out that she was talking to me she she was actually a sister of a friend and that just went really shitty that was just a toxic relationship but um through that relationship I was able to come out because I was more sure of myself at this point uh, this person was forced to come out, and so they were kind of sure of who they were, at least yeah. to their friends. Like, they came out to their friends. And, yeah. Um, I was out with my roommates and, like, people who knew me, and it felt really good. Although I was in a very bad relationship, I felt good that I was able to be out to the people around you at people that point. around me, right? Like, I hadn't come out to my family. Um, and that was very important because it was, it was, it was my journey, right? It was like stages. I was trying to, I was coming out when I, when I was ready. And so it was just so tough for me to keep my confidence in my journey because Mm -hmm. I was dating women who were so in the closet. Yeah. It made me question why I wasn't willing to do that too. Yeah. Um, and what that said about, like, their love for me. Like, I, I equated that to being not lovable. Mm. Not lovable enough for them to be brave enough to come out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it just confused me, basically. I just yeah. didn't know what the hell was going on. And then, you know, um, we'll fast forward to us. And that's when I was at a point where I, I was just like, 
I don't want to love anyone. Like, I'm good being by myself because yeah. I had just been so hurt. And, like, yeah. although I knew that, you know, I was attracted to you and, like, I wanted to be with women, it was just, I just was good being on my own. And then, you know, we happened and that just kind of sealed everything. Like, it just tied tied everything together for me. Like, yeah. I was with a woman who knew who she was. Mm-hmm. I knew who I was. And I realized that that's so important for me. Um, and that was, I think that was part of my journey. I think yeah. that, that us reconnecting and meeting at when we met was like super crucial uh, for me. Yeah. Because I had been in relationships where people were not sure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's my journey. And now we're here and married and um, super grateful. I have a couple of things to say, but I... Um, can you tell the listeners just what it was like coming out to your yeah sure to your mom and your family Sorry, just, kind of that was because ram- that's part of the journey I rambled there yeah no no sure. no it's hard to go back in time because uh, we, we we talk about this in other episodes we come out all the time but yeah um so I came out initially I think I was 21 2021 when I was with my ex I just got like really just fed up of living again that double life and not like being out with my my, my group of friends mm-hmm. uh at school but not with like my own mother and mm-hmm. so yeah I walked in and told my mom she was really sad um but she just didn't understand at first um but that was scary yeah <laughs> I was very scary I did not know what to expect I, I guess I expected her to be angry and want me out of the house and that's not what happened like she was sad and confused but she wasn't like get out or you know everything that I thought would happen did not happen um and then I say this in other episodes but then I kind of had to re-come out again (laughs) when you and I first started dating uh because after my ex like I just I was alone for a while and I don't know if my mom just thought like I was gonna shake it off (laughs) so I just wanted to be sure that she knew no, this is happening. Yeah. Um, and so then it was kind of a similar experience where I'm like, hey, you know, this, I'm with this person. And um, I guess it was a little bit easier that time around. Yeah. Because um, you pre came out and then you. Right. It was a process. Yeah. It was a process. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about what you mentioned in the sense of um, how being with women who. Um, were in a part of their journey where they either had made a decision that they were were not going to come out or they uh you weren't sure like what was going on with them in terms of their sexuality yeah um and how you felt that that impacted your who you were in terms of like mm-hmm. being loved in that way yeah i think that's so tough because when you look from an outsider in, and I'm I'm saying an outsider is in like looking at each person in their own individual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very easy to say like, why can't this person just come out? Like, why can't this person just be themselves? Yeah. But I I try to practice compassion and empathy in that. Mm-hmm. Society teaches us that being gay is deviant, like being deviant in terms of the norm. And when you come from families that are traditional or religious, there's 
even more of like a stigma to that in terms of like, well, if you're gay, you're not normal Mm -hmm. or like you must obviously be like addicted to sex if you're Mm -hmm. if you're gay or like sexualize it. Right. Um, And there's just so much more to that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just a a sexual piece. It's 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 who you are. Right. And I think it's it's so hard for some people because they were all raised that way. But for some people, they have so many more demons in them that they have to battle um, in that journey that, you know, as much as I can get mad at people because I'm like, how could you hurt somebody like that? Mm -hmm. Why can't you just come out? Mm -hmm. I'm also just like, you must have a lot of pain and a lot of hurt that that doesn't allow you to to be who you are. And that sucks. That's that really real. sucks. And that's 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 really interesting you say that because it took me a really long time to like understand that. And in a way forgive these people because mm-hmm. they they really did hurt me. Like they there's some some deep deep wounds that mm-hmm. I carry through through those experiences. Yeah. Um and I think I think now I'm at a point where like I get it, I forgive them, and like that's it. everyone has a has a, has a choice to how, um, if they want to be out or not. I think that your circumstances have a lot to do with it. I understand why they don't live the the life they might want to live. Yeah, and I think so. I think what bothers me or what hurts me more is that I know these two people. I shouldn't say I know. These two people have told me that they've never loved or felt love the way they have with a woman, with with me. Yeah. Being that I was a woman. And that they will never find that again because they're not going to come out and do that. Mm. Because I've heard their truth. And whether they were telling me that to tell me that, yeah. like... That's the part that hurts me. That yeah. these, I should say that both these women ended up going to marry men. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's super important to show um, those folks compassion because it's not. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I am so fortunate to have the support that I have and to live in a time that it's live in a place where it's a little less dangerous than it is than it was years ago. Yeah. You know, as we're coming into all the pride parades, like we talk about like people die. People still die for yeah. being gay. Don't get me wrong. But people died in these major cities back then. There were yeah. riots. People fought so hard for us to live this life. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. You know, and so when I think about these two individuals that don't live in major cities and are part of conservative families or whatever their situation is, it's like, it makes me really sad. Yeah. And I 100% agree with you. I would say that the people who did um, pave the way and who still are paving the way um, for our communities to be able to be who they are, didn't just do that for gay people. They did it for the trans community. They did it for the bisexual community. Mm -hmm. They did it for people who don't want to be labeled, who just want to be with who they want to be with. And like, that's just that. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, going back to the journey, um, who would you say has been the most supportive um, or was the most supportive for you in that process of figuring um, who you, who figuring out who you were and in the process of when you came out to like the, the, your family and like the most important people in your life? Yeah. Um, there was a lot of people, the, the first person that comes to mind and I will forever be grateful to her and give her credit always is my homie, Jamie Pibrata. Jamie, you know, um, I remember, I'm pretty sure she was probably the first person I told, other than the person I was with. Um, yeah. And she was like, dude, why didn't you tell me? Like, you know, so Jamie identifies as a lesbian. Yeah. And so she was just like, why didn't you tell me? You know, I got you. Like, yeah. I, you know, and um, she was just, she was just so supportive she knew what to say when not, you know, like she was just there for me and she was there for me in a time where I needed someone, I needed someone like her to be there for me. Um, and she helped me through really shitty breakups. She was there for me to like say the right thing. Um, and so I'm so, so grateful for, for her and having her in my life. Um, my journey's so long um you know there was a lot of people and i i guess i should call out um my brother mm -hmm. my brother was such a huge part of that when helping me with my mom and like her having trouble with like understanding mm -hmm. what this meant and all that stuff like my little brother um mm -hmm. really stepped up mm -hmm. and and you know loved me unconditionally and like he said that and there's so much there's so much power in hearing that because it's crazy that we would think that people would wouldn't would love us love us less because of being gay but yeah. I, that's just the reality it, it is what it is and so to hear that from my little brother that like, meant a lot for me and so he's been so supportive through my journey um and just like friends and family you know I, there's so many people to to list out but just people who we're just open and being like, that's awesome. Like I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Those would be the people that I would, I would say. Um, yeah. What about you? I would say my mom, just kidding. Not really. Not at all. Um, <laughs> I would say um, definitely my friends. Um, Anna Sophia, who's always, held me down no matter what yeah that's my ride or die yeah true story one day I was going through a really rough time unrelated to my journey mm -hmm. but Anna Sophia drove from Rhode Island to New York just to spend the day with me mm -hmm. to make sure I was good so shout out to Anna Sophia shout out um our our mutual friends that we have yeah Rose Steph Eddie just everybody who was super supportive mm -hmm. um of us i would say um my manager at work that i had at the time laura mm -hmm. who was like i think it's i think it is really um 
it, it induces a lot of fear in me whenever I, I have a new manager and I don't know how they're going to feel mm-hmm. about that because um, then it means that I, I likely won't, not likely, I will not be able to work with that person, which means that I would have to like leave that job or, or leave that company, whatever it may mean. And so she was always um, super supportive always asking me about you, mm-hmm. um, always checking in on you and mm-hmm. me. And I, I just really appreciated her for doing that because it really showed me just outside of her being like, okay, you know, not that I came out to her, but, you know, outside of her knowing that, like, I had a girlfriend at the time, it was just, like, sh- she treated me at th- the way that she would treat a straight person where she would ask them about their boyfriend or their right. weekend um, or whatnot. So I would give a shout out to all those people. I would definitely say your family because they were super accepting um of me karina i gotta give her a shout out because karina always holds me down <laughs> karina's awesome karina's yeah. awesome she always holds me down and i appreciate her henry as well like mm-hmm. henry and karina yeah i'm gonna cry <laughs> but like yeah why are you gonna why are you gonna cry um i didn't think i was gonna shed these tears today thug tears at least i call them thug tears um <laughs> Uh, just because I think that I think it's beautiful to accept people fully for who they are and to show them so much love mm-hmm. um, and welcome them. In I think a, a family is a very sacred bond that you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that when people open that up mm-hmm. to you, I think that that is incredibly beautiful. Like they they treat me as if i am a cousin to them cuz you are right and yeah but i know that some people are very um some people are very clear about like we are blood cousins and and <laughs> and we are not a blood cousin with you you just entered here through someone um <laughs> and i just i really i really appreciate it appreciate that about them oh, they're great yeah you know they're gonna cry when they hear this. Yes, <laughs> I hear it already. Some thug tears too. No, I I would okay. agree. I think that you know, shout out to all my cousins and you know, my uncles and aunts. Like I I mentioned this in another episode, and I apologize for not like calling it out. But you're right. Like they made this so much better in 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 regards to just showing us love, but showing yeah. you love. Yeah, you know, and it's not something that I had to ask any of them. I want to yeah. make that clear. Like you, it's very easy to love you. <sighs> Thank you so that's much. That's one, but it's also the that's just the way they are. Yeah, you know they they are. They love unconditionally, and they're and they're so amazing about that. They do open they do open their 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 hearts, um, to people. Um, I think I think that says a lot, though. and it, it's it's actually like really disheartening in a way that when people love unconditionally it seems like they're a gem when that should be the way that all of humanity works um but i think it says a lot to be from a different generation to not have um to have grown up in countries that are homophobic to have grown up with families that are incredibly uh religious and religious in a sense where being gay is is not okay and to Mm -hmm. um be able to just put that all on the side and be like, you're like, you're awesome. And I, I love you. I love you because like you treat me with respect and I'm going to treat you with respect. Yeah. 
And it seems like such a simple thing, but it is very hard to come across. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know if you get this, but when they say it, it just feels so genuine. Like, I'll never forget the first time that, like, my tias called you their niece. We weren't yeah. even married yet. Yeah. We were, like, two days into dating. I'm just kidding. We were, like, Stop three it. years into dating. And, like, that's how they would introduce you to people. That's so powerful to me. Yeah. That's so... And, and, and it's even more powerful because of what we're talking about. Being in a same-sex relationship. Like, yeah. they treated you the same way they treated the heterosexual couples in the family yeah yeah and that's beautiful yeah um but i also think it's because you're awesome and that's so it's so easy for them to Thank do you so it's much. true though it's true the, when we walk into the house into anybody's house they're like where's Steph?" they don't even say <laughs> hi to me they literally bypass me and they're like where's Steph?" and i'm, I'm just like yo what the hell <laughs> oh, oh man. man um Shifting gears a little bit, because I think we're talking about this. It's your go-to line. Shifting gears a little bit. <laughs> like corporate talk. Shifting gears. Let's not reinvent the wheel. So I think we already started talking about this, but I want to answer the question of how other folks um, could be allies to those who are in the journey of discovering who they are or um, in the process of coming out. Um, and I guess I can answer that because I have a few thoughts and I think that in my ideal world and we can make this ideal world happen, but we have to start acting on it now is we would not have the process of coming out. People could just be who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we create very, um, heteronormative worlds for our children, for our nieces, for our nephews, mm -hmm. for any person in our family where we ask we ask little girls um about like do you have a crush on any boy or like mm -hmm. when we say like oh she's getting shy because she you know mm -hmm. she has a crush on this boy or yeah. when we ask um women like are you dating any guys right now or when are you going to get married or all this stuff i think that we create a world where that's not okay like it like Mm -hmm. Sorry, being gay is not okay. Um, being bisexual is not okay. Um, uh, being anything other than cisgendered and straight is not okay. And I think that we need to break that sort of norm that we create and instead just create an environment where people can be themselves. And I think a part of it also starts with like the way that people perform their gender and allowing yeah. kids to dress however they want to dress, mm -hmm. um, be whoever they want to be instead of trying to stick kids into these molds of, let me put you in a little ba ballerina tutu because you're a little girl or let me put you to play with these types of toys because that's what, you know, like mm -hmm. these norms that we want to create for, um, for kids. I, th I think it starts with that. So really, really thinking about what sort of environment and norms you want to set for your child or for kids who are in your life um i think is is very important um so that's that's one two is understanding that when somebody does come out to you that that is a very big moment in their life that there might be a lot of fear 
behind that, but there might also be a lot of pride behind that. And when you say things like, oh, I knew already, Mm -hmm. just because of the way that someone looks and whatever stereotypes you may have, that completely diminishes what someone is saying. Mm -hmm. When you get really awkward, when you get upset because you didn't think that they would be gay or because you are upset that about the life that they're going to live, like you don't, you're not important in that situation, right? Like you are not important in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I I don't mean that you don't exist. I mean that I am coming to you and I am coming out and I have put myself in a very vulnerable place Mm -hmm. and I need for you to step up and be there. I don't need for you to start telling me all of your concerns. I need for you to show me support. Uh, that's two. And then I think three is understand that once a person comes out to you, that doesn't mean that they came out and they're done. I come out every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I come out at work all the time when I meet new people. I come out when anybody asks me about the ring that I have on my finger and they ask me about my husband because people ask me about my husband all the time. Yeah. Uh, how is your husband? I don't have a husband. Don't know. That's my response to people. Um, But understanding that these are encounters that we have every day and we have split seconds to think about not even just should I come out to this person, but is it safe for me Mm -hmm. to come out to this person? Just even thinking about when I go to a restaurant and I'm with Jess and someone's giving me weird looks, I'm like, hmm, this person's making my food. Like, what would they do to my food? If they were not okay with this, right? Um, And it doesn't mean that I'm sitting there and telling the person, like, I'm gay. But it means that I have to think about whether I want to hold Jess's hand, Mm -hmm. whether I want to give her a little peck or something. I have to think about all these things. So knowing that that support that you provide for your um, for the LGBT community. And I'm speaking from the, from the perspective of coming out as a lesbian, but there are people who come out as bisexual, who come out as pansexual, who come out as trans. And like, those are very different journeys as well. But understanding mm-hmm. that, that, that journey that people go through is ongoing. And so that support that you provide them at that moment where they come out to you is ongoing support that they need throughout the rest of their lives, because coming out doesn't just end at coming out to you. Preach. I want to say what Rel says. Speak on it. A hundred percent agree. I mean, could you imagine a world where you didn't have to come out? How much easier that would have been? Absolutely. To be yourself. How much? E- how much more curious you would have got earlier in life? Yeah. Like, I think it's exactly what you said. In that, like, don't make assumptions. Don't put these stereotypes and these biases on 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 these genders um or think that they're only two right do the work man like why does your life matter more than mine Mm, speak on it because you're straight like you get all the respect or even i will say even gay people who who are very disrespectful to the trans community yeah exactly it's it's like people want to pick and choose the things they want to like do the work on but like this is these are people's lives yeah you know we just talked about some people who don't come out because they can't right but if we or lived, people who who feel that they are in a body that is not that right. has a gender that is not theirs and they they stay in that because of fear because of the fact that like we We, I'm putting myself in this too. We, because we're all part of this, have created a world 
where somebody has to do that. Somebody has to deny who they are mm-hmm. out of fear. That's mm-hmm. not okay that we have done that. I interrupted you because I just got really into no, it. No, that's okay. But I think it starts with, I think it starts with just taking a second. Please, anybody who's listening, just take a second and think about, are you doing the work? Are you educating yourself? Are you taking a step back and not having, not assuming that everyone in your life is straight? And think or about cisgendered. or cisgendered or just think about think about the your your queer friends and how you can support them. You can support it by changing the way you act moving forward. Mm-hmm. If you want to have kids, if you want to bring children into this world, don't they deserve like the best shot at this life? Don't they deserve all your respect and love? That's that's part of loving someone is seeing them. Mm-hmm. So everything you just said, thousand percent. I want to end with um, a question that is our ask. So it's Pride Month, and during Pride Month we throw up rainbow flags everywhere, mm-hmm. and uh, we go to Pride parades. We have a great time. We go to the gay bars, which have the best DJs. Um, and then we go into July and then we forget that Pride Month existed and that the struggle still exists. So while you are out celebrating in Pride Month, while you are at Queer Bars taking up space, while you are at the Pride Parade taking up space and showing your allyship, what asks do we have of allies and other folks who are not yet allies this Pride Month? Do the work every day. What is what does do the work looking look like? It's thinking about one, the assumptions that you're making around all the people in your life, everything we just said. Two taking a step back and, and looking at the companies you're supporting. Where you where does your dollar go? Mm-hmm. Where does your dollar go? If your dollar is going towards establishments that are anti-LGBTQ or... I would even say it, it doesn't even like... It doesn't even have to be that these companies um, support like traditional values and conversion therapy. It also means that these companies are out here throwing up pride flags everywhere. But what does their healthcare look like well, for the their trans employees? Yeah. What does that look like for them? Right. What do their benefits look like for same-sex couples? What does that look like? Right. Yeah, that would be the next thing. It's like, and I know it's a lot. Listen, it's impossible to like, it's not impossible. There are very few companies. There's very few places and people out there that like will cover all the bases for every, for all human rights. But it's what Steph said. It's like really looking at these things and like thinking that should be important to you. That should be very important to you. Um. So that's what I mean by by just doing the work, and it's 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 exactly what Steph's done. It's like not just a month. It's this is every, this should be every day, because this is the every day. This is my every day. Yeah. Right. Um. And yeah, those are those were some of the things I would say. What about what do you think? I mean, I think absolutely, doing the work, 
building awareness, thinking about where your dollars are, but I have two very specific asks. One, stop misgendering the trans community and non-gender conforming individuals. Just because someone looks like you think that they are a female, but mm-hmm. they tell you that their pronouns are they, and you continue to say she and go, oh, sorry, that's not okay. <laughs> it's not cute. Stop. Yeah. Correct yourself. Yeah. Stop doing that. Two, straight women, stop doing your bachelorette parties at gay bars. Stop. <laughs> that shit is annoying. If you love the music at gay bars, if you love the atmosphere, donate. <laughs> donate. If you have skills, you know how to do social media really well, you know how to, you're a graphic designer, offer your skills to them. Let me help you with your social media presence. If that's how much you love those spaces, help them continue to grow. But stop going into gay bars or lesbian bars to do your bachelorette parties just to take from that space. Yeah. Straight men, stop going into lesbian bars to hit on women, mm-hmm. to hit on queer women. If you love those spaces, again, support them, but don't go in there being a creep. Mm-hmm. That's real. Those are my couple of very actionable asks that you can do beginning today right now (laughs) yeah for sure thank you everybody for listening (laughs) got a little intense there at the end it's all good though but it's all good um thank you for your time today uh subscribe so that you can stay up to date um with our episodes and follow us on trish.chat uh, on Instagram. Um, we would really love to grow our following. We would really love um, for episodes to reach um, even more folks. So if there's anybody that you know that would benefit um, from listening to our episodes, please uh, share our handle with them, trish.chat. Thanks, everyone. Till next time. Peace. Bye.